Hey guys, uh, what's up? It is Tuesday evening, 7.45 p.m. Pacific Time. And, yep, as the, I guess you could say the, um, the, I guess you could say the category says here, just chatting a little bit on this Tuesday evening, you know, mainly talking about, uh, basically, you know, something that I've talked about before. And yeah, I talked about this. This is one of the last things I talked about on YouTube and converted it to an audio for my BW Roses Discussions uh, podcast. And that is, you know, basically why are invisible women, I mean, why are female characters, you know, why female characters are written to have more fun and be silly when given, you know, the invisibility uh, powers and everything. And, you know, I, I, like I said, I brought this up, I brought this up in, uh, in the video slash podcast, and the person that inspired me to do this, uh, who has a channel dedicated to Invisible Women, uh, clips and all that, um, which the YouTube channel is called Invisible Women All My Love. You know, he actually responded back and liked what I had to say when it came to um, when it when it came to you know the whole situation with with the women. As a matter of fact, if I can find it, I don't know if it's here somewhere. Um, but if I can find it, I'll, I'll read it to you. And I do apologize for any interruptions that may occur. So I do apologize for that. That may occur. So, uh, okay, here we are. So, we're going to look at the comments. And, um, let's see. I don't know why it's, uh, not there. Oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it wasn't there. But, uh, this is what he responded to me 10 hours ago. Because I, I did the video, like, three days ago. And already, it is one of my highest rated uh, videos or, uh, in just a couple of days. It's like almost 125 130 and I know that's not much but still this is just going and, and you know this is just a video that you know as you guys that have been following me on YouTube uh, anybody that's following me that has followed me on YouTube at BW Roses that's probably gonna find me here over on Twitch um, you know they they know you know they people know that I'm I'm a guy that just does this off you know I do videos most of the time without any scripts, you know, I'm unfiltered, I'm uncut, I just say what it is. You know, I just say what's on my mind. And if there's a topic I want to talk about, you know, I will talk about it. And like I said, uh, Landor, Landrar, I think that's the name, Landrar, Landrar, or Invisible Women on My Love on YouTube, um, you know, he inspired me to do this video because he had all these different clips and one of the clips he had was from season six, the 11th episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And this is like the second to last season of, the, of, that, of that show. And the episode is called Gone. And in the episode, she you know, gets accidentally hit by a, a ray that turns her invisible. And she decides to have fun with it. She's like, you know, going out, having fun, you know, you know, just, you know, just you know, enjoying herself because she's, I think, I think the storyline is she's so tied down with everything going on, 
you know, she's so tied down with everything going on that she, you know, just feels like she's not having fun anymore. And now she's having fun because of this. She's letting loose. You know, she even, as I mentioned in the original video slash podcast, she goes over to her friends, kind of shows them, hey, look what's happened to me. Oh, wait, you can't really see what's happened to me because you can't see me. She starts having fun by moving little objects around, making like little eyeballs and, and all that, and bringing a skull around, making it talk, whatever, or pantomiming what one of her friends is saying. And then if that's not enough, you know, you get the moment with her and Spike, where, you know, they basically do it in bed. Um, and it's kind of embarrassing to Spike because one of the uh, other um, al um, allies that they work with is looking for Buffy because basically um, they, he has to inform, he wants to, well basically, you know, he, uh, he has to f inform her, you know, that, hey, you know, she's got to get back to normal soon because there might be consequences. And after that, Spike talks to Buffy and Buffy basically goes out and explains to him, hey, I'm ha she basically just says, hey, I'm having fun. I'm free of life. I'm free of responsibilities. I'm liberated. I can do whatever I want to do, you know. And even Spike points it out like, hey, yeah, you can go around, do what you want, you know, go anywhere you want, do anything you want, or anyone, you know, so, you know, you know, it's, uh, but yeah, that one scene where basically they talk and she, and, you know, Sabrina says that, uh, not Sabrina, but Buffy says that, basically is uh, very telling. It is very telling, um, in a way, because um, she, you know, she basically is, you know, she's letting, you know, Spike know, in a way, that, you know, she's wanting, that she just wants to be, she wants to be free again. She wants to be, she wants to have fun. You know, she doesn't want to always be tied down, if you will. You know, she doesn't always want to be tied down, if you will, by by all these restraints, by all these orders, if you will. You know, she doesn't want to have to keep dealing with that, is what I'm saying. She doesn't want to have to keep de uh, dealing with that. So, she wants to go out, and like I said, she wants to have fun. She wants to have fun, enjoy life and everything, and this unexpected opportunity in this episode... Uh, has given her that she's like look I'm not going to give this up I'm going to have fun with it and like I said throughout she does you know throughout the episode you know she does have fun you know with you know with the situation that she's in you know she, she does have fun with the situation that she's in and all that and you know, again, that's that's kind of that's that's kind of what again uh, got me talking and everything. Kind of got me, you know, wondering and all that, um, if you will. Like, basically, why is it, you know, uh, in these scenarios? And I say this with all due respect, no offense. You know, you know why. You know, why, you know, is she, you know, why do the, you know, why do female characters, you know, you know, act that way? Why do they basically, uh, you know, act that way, act silly, 
you know, wh wh why is it like when they have these kind of ability, these kind of opportunities, you know, why do they let loose all of a sudden? It's like, hey, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just gonna let loose. I'm gonna go cuckoo now, <laughs> if you will, or just be very mischievous. You know, why is it? And it's not just with invisibility either. You know, it's not just with invisibility either. You know, it's also with, uh, believe it or not, it's also with, you know, when they get powers like, like I've mentioned before, like malleability, shape-shifting, you know, and everything that comes with that to where they can turn into anyone or anything or melt into puddles of goo and everything if they want to. You know, you know it's all there for them. You know, it's all there uh, for them to explore. You know, so, you know, you have to want to, you have to think to yourself, you have to ask yourself, like, why, why is it when they have uh, these kind of powers that, you know, they go out and they do this? You know, it's like, why, why do they go out and do this? That That's the question. You know, it's like, you know, what, why, what, what, you know, why don't they show this side of them you know, as, you know, normally, and I think the reason is, is because it, is because I think basically, as I've mentioned before, and I know I sound like I'm repeating myself, but I th as I've mentioned before, I think it unlocks something in them, it really does, and it unlocks something in them to the, to where they're like, ooh, you know, I can be fun, I can have some funny, I can do this, I can do that, I can be as silly, you know, as I want to be, and no one can, um, judge me you know no one can you know uh judge me or anything because you know you know when out el whenever else am i going to get you know this this opportunity to um you know do do these kind of things you know you know it's like you know when it it's like, when are they going to... Um, hold on for a sec. I'm just trying to link this up. Hold on. Mm-hmm. putting that on Twitter. I do apologize for any lag as well. Um, but anyway, what was it? Oh, yeah. All right, and like, like I said, it's, you know, it's weird. It, it, okay, let me start off. All right. What I'm saying is it, it's kind of, it's kind of, you know, weird, if not unique, that you have these kind of scenarios happening. Now, one thing that uh, Invisible Women on My Love brought up in the comment, and I'm going to bring that back up right now, because I didn't get a chance to read that to you, so let me read it to you right now. This is what they said, and I quote, uh, in response, they said, Glad to have given the idea, 
but I really watched the video and I really agree with what you said. I never thought it thought of it about it or never thought about it or never I never thought it about it. But the whole ideal section and the whole and the way we look at women checks out. It's the same reason with invisible men. You know, always seem to be crazy psychopath assassins because we think about men as more brutal and angry. That was this was a really interesting point, and I also liked how you used my how you used many examples to prove it. And that's pretty much what he said right there. And he's you know he's got a point, um, if you will. He's got you know a point uh, on that because you know again even he sees it, if you will. Even he sees it that, you know, when, when you know, when these women have these, when these, fic, when these fictional female characters have these powers, temporary or permanent, invisibility, shape-shifting, whatever, you know, they tend to be more mischievous, they tend to be more fun, they tend to be more creative, innovative, and all that, because they have a very imaginative, active mind, if you will. And I, and to me... You know, I think that's why when any time this kind of a trope, invisibility trope, shape-shifting trope, whatever, uh, gets utilized, it's always, and again, I say this with all due respect, no offense, it's always the women that get, uh, you know, it's always the women that, you know, uh, have these uh, abilities given to them. Like I said, even if it's, even if it's temporary or not, they always have you know, these powers uh, given to them, you know, for whatever, you know, for for the, for the sake of the plot, but also to kind of, in my opinion, show a side of them that normally we probably wouldn't see else, you know, elsewise, you know, elsewise, if you will. You know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't see elsewhere, otherwise, not elsewise, but otherwise, I should say. You know, we wouldn't see it like that. We wouldn't. I mean, you know, here's the thing. For anybody that watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the series, and even watched the movie that it was based on, did that? Bu did Buffy, Kristen Swanson's version, or Sarah Michelle Gellar's version, did either one of those Buffys ever seem like, okay, I'm going to be, you know, I want, you know, just out of the blue decide, you know what, for this you know, story, I'm just going to act silly and goofy and all that for no reason. You know, did we? Did you ever see that? Because I don't think you did. But as soon as she gets invisibility, what happens? She ends up basically getting silly. She ends up basically going and being different than, you know, what you're normally used to seeing. You know, that's what, you know, that's what she does. You know, she becomes... Sillier. She, you know, she basically brings out a side of her that you know, you normally would not see. You normally, you know, wouldn't know about or anything. You know, um, you, you wouldn't normally know about that or anything. But yeah, you know, she brings out a side of herself of that you know, you wouldn't know of, you know, you, you wouldn't, you know, like, care about or anything, but yet, you know, or even think she would bring out, but yet, you know, here you are, you know, here, here you are with it, and, 
you know, it's 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 amazing. It's amazing that that's the direction they go in. I mean, I'll put it to you like this too. I'll put it to you like this too. Okay. Um. You know, going back to the shape shifting and everything. Okay, going back to that. You know. You know, go, going back to that and everything. Go, going back to the shape shifting. Alright. Let's go back to that. You know, let's go back to that. You know, the security camera wasn't working properly. There we go. I have to reset my camera here. Yeah, the camera, I think, froze the security camera. Um, but anyway, like I was saying, you know, You know, um, basically going going back to the to the shape shifting deal, there have been several stories uh, that I've that I've seen uh, in animation, in comics, and everything, to where the character that gets the shape shifting powers, you know, they have fun, they have fun with it, or they try to have fun. But the character that shapeshifts them or gets the but the but the gender that has the most fun with that power is the female gender. You know they get it; they have more fun because just like just like with invisibility, they are you know they have more creative. You know they have more um, creative. You know. You know. Um, what, oh, sorry, sorry, distraction there. My mom gets really into the game. I think it's the only connection she has with my brother-in-law's, you know, to have, to relate on. Um, anyway, uh, like I was saying, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, <laughs> sorry, told you, told you it's one of those situations, told you it's one of these situations you got to work around, uh, when you live with people. But, again, you look at, like, with the female characters, when they get the power, you know, just like with invisibility, they are more mischie they are more they overall have a more creative sense of what to do more mischievous more innovative more uh, uh, inventive if you will more creative more imaginative you know they have all those traits and that is why I think studios you know I think that's why uh, you know studios movie or television I think that's why um, you know, I think that's why, you know, for stories for comics sometimes, you know, I think this is why they go with the female lead or co-lead, if you will, in a story to, to be given these powers because they are more creative. They are more, you know, um, more creative, more imaginative on what to do with them. And if, at times more mischievous, you know, you see that, you know, you, you, you see that, you know, in you know, in the, um, you know, in the stories and everything, 
you know, you see that. And, you know, there are, like I said, there are various examples. I mean, heck, you know, I'll go to Nickelodeon, for example. When they did The Secret World of Alex Mack, you know, when they did that series, you know, honestly, they they knew what they were doing. I mean, they had a good story, you know, to start out with. They had a good plot and everything. And for the first couple of seasons, they allowed Alex, when the opportunity presented itself, to have fun with her powers. You know, mostly her morphine. There was this. You want to go check around the mailbox, make sure I didn't drop any mail, because I don't know if there was something in there. I think it was okay. Just no, check that... around the cars, make sure they're locked. I locked them, but just check the car. You don't have to open the door, just look. They're okay. locked. They're locked. Just check around me, because it's daylight out. Right? Okay. I want to check to see, make sure I didn't drop any Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that, but you're right back. Sorry about that, guys. That's what happens when you live stream. Heck, I follow people on YouTube like just Alex of Alex's World, JD, Solomonster, and they they go live and they get unexpectedness. You know, they'll get interrupted by family or the pets will walk across their desk or something. So, I do apologize for that. And you know, and you might be saying, well, why didn't she? Or you might be asking, well, why didn't she knock? Here's the thing. It's, you know, it's a trait my mom inherited. My grandpa used to do it, so now she does it. And I'm sure her sisters and brother do it too. It's just a trait. It's a family trait that she can't get rid of. Put it that way. Um, but yeah, it's one of those situations. I do apologize. So, you know, we, heck, even Zerinizorak, who I think is live right now too, 
of the Multimedia Chronicles, he gets interrupted as well. So, again, I do apologize for that. I do apologize. So, um, hold on. Uh, for a second, guys. Again, like I said, I, I do apologize for, for that. Uh, but anyway, what was I? Oh, yeah. Like I said, you look at the secret world of Alex Mack. You know, when that show was on on Nickelodeon. You know, um, basically, you know, she had these powers. One of the most popular powers fans like seeing her use was her morphing into a liquid power. And for the first couple of seasons, you know, whenever they wanted to, even up to the last season, you know, you know, they, you know, they let, you know, you know, they let her have, um, you know, they let her have fun with her powers. You know, like I said, from the first couple of seasons up to the last, even up to, even at times in the last season, she would have fun with her powers. You know, sometimes she would, like there's this. There's one episode, I don't know if it's the first or second season, she's in a pool party, and there's a boy that's, you know, being a brat, or being mischievous, being a bully a little bit, or picking on others, and she decides, okay, you know, I can get even with, I'll get even with him, I'll, I'll, I'll teach him a lesson, and what does she do? She looks around, makes sure nobody's seen, and she morphs and merges with the water, she becomes one with the water, she has fun with it. And then there's an, I think it's in the same season where she merges with the water again and she becomes like the temporary like little fountain or something like that to help her mom out or something like that. But then later on, you know, as her power, as she, her powers got more evolved, she was able to morph and not only blend with water again, but also, um, in a way, she was also able to have fun with her sister. Like there's a, an episode where she morphs her sister into the living room and into into her room and stuff so you know you know there were times times that she had these powers and like i said even though there was an overall story to it um even though there was an overall story to it and everything she um you know she basically you know when the opportunity would be presented in the story she would have fun with these powers and it wasn't just her powers of you know blasting you know like you know lightning or lasers out of her finger and all that. No, it was again it was the morphing powers, the power to turn into liquid. She had fun with that. You know when they gave her the opportunity, and and, and I think that's why she became very popular in the eyes of a lot of fans, because of the fact that she did that, the fact that she you know she you know you know had the opportunity to you know, uh, when it was presented to her in story to go out and do that. So she had, so she got, she would get a little silly and everything. You know, you know, she would get a little silly. Hold on for a second. Hold on. Like I said, she would get a little silly at times you know, with those powers, when it was all presented to her, mostly in the first couple of seasons and somewhat during the last season. There is no doubt about that. No, no getting around that whatsoever. Um, 
you know, and when, when I look at other examples, and I know this is going long, and I do apologize, because like I said, you know, I'm doing this while my mom's watching the Giants game right now, and, you know, because of what just happened a little bit ago, so I do apologize. I have my security camera on, so I want to see what's going on there. Make sure if I'm going to get, make sure if I'm going to get interrupted, excuse me there, that I stay a step ahead. Um, but anyway, as I was saying, basically, you know, other examples are like those I follow on YouTube or those I'm following on DeviantArt. Like on DeviantArt, there's Mr. Internet Man with his character, Demonica Veronica. And storyline wise, Veronica has a reason. She, you know, inherited myste mysteriously this lipstick called Nightshade that after applying it over time, it's basically become part of her now. It's basically blended into her DNA. So now she just has to think about being, you know, her alter ego Demonica, or she has, has to think about shape-shifting into, you know, whatever, melting into goo or whatever, shape-shifting into whoever she wants, splitting into whoever she wants, splitting into maybe, and that's it. You know, she's good to go. You know, that's how far her power, her character has come. You know, uh, I look at uh, Michelle, known as Desi Arts, uh, Dizzy, uh, Desi Arts over on uh, D uh, Art, and she has several stories about this. One of them is her main story called Metamorphosized Malleability, and the character of Briella, you know, and having these kind of powers to where she could shape shift into whatever she wants, melt into goo and all that, mostly goo sometimes. Uh, but you know, it, but mainly she also has fun with the powers, and sometimes she gets has, sometimes you know, Briella will have very naughty fun. If you know what I mean with her fiance Crystal, uh, there have been several examples of that. I can tell you that right now. Several examples. Um, you know the the other thing um, as well. The other thing as well. Uh, basically, uh, the other thing as well is um, our other artists like Trouble Tro, or Joven Sixteen, or Nextstat over on Patreon and on DeviantArt. Because they all have the shape-shifting, you know, uh, I guess you could say the shape-shifting fetish, if you will, to them as well. Because there are several stories that they have done, along with other ones they're doing, that center around that. Like one of Trouble TRO's primary stories is Pink Benefits. It involves two uh, friends that have become and gained the power of shape-shifting and everything. And yeah, they do get get it on at times depending you know on what the story asks for but their powers have evolved so much to where not only can they become anyone or anything but they can melt into puddles of goo and sometimes melting into puddles of goo they can you know blend themselves into let's say the environment um, if you will another example is a, a recent one that I'm hoping Trouble TRO will come back and visit which is a science experiment where basically you have these two uh, middle-aged scientists you know, uh, t drinking this formula made out of this mysterious meteorite, and it not only not only gives them the power to shapeshift, but also turn and become basically slime girls, if you will. They they become slime girls to the point that they can melt down, shapeshift, whatever. And at the end, one of the doctors or one of the scientist ladies shapeshifts into a car, while the other one shapeshifts into a I guess you can say night seductress that rides the car to whatever destination they're going to. Uh, you have that. You know, you have Joven 16 uh, who does this. 
um, as well. And one of the stories he's coming back to soon is Nano Shift. He left that on a cliffhanger, so I don't know where he's going with that. But there were times in Nano Shift when the main character of Jay, that's J A E, you know, again, when she got these powers due to nanotechnology, she could turn into liquid, into liquid puddles of goo and all that. Uh, but she can also split herself into two different identical, two different uh, women, you know, get it on with herself, if you will. And as well as shapeshift into a car, to a vehicle, so that others can ride, you know, or get to the destinations quicker. You know, stuff like that. Uh, Next stat did this as well with un- things like unconventional and unconventional too. And a- every single one of them, you know, involved the main characters being female now one main now there was one story there was was one story called uh, side effects where the main character was actually male but most of the time they they kept themselves female so in other words by default they were a shape-shifting female even though they were actually male so by default because they always kept a female form it's like okay here you go Um, but yeah you know the one common thing here is all the main characters except for the one in side effects were all female and the one main thing we would see out of it is all of them when the opportunity most of the time would present itself have fun with each other they would have fun in fact there was one story let me see if I can bring it up without any incident or anything which I do apologize for if there's any lag but if I bring it up here on Patreon, there is one story that I think Trouble TRO did. I, I don't know. Was it Trouble TRO or was it Joven 16? It might have been Joven 16 now that I think about it. Let me, let me go to them um, instead. Let me, let me go to them. Uh, well, maybe not right now because it's loading. And anytime the computer loads, it slows down the internet. I don't know why. You guys know why? Let me know. Anyway, what was I? Oh yeah, getting getting back to this. Hopefully, going to Joven sixteen. And um, let me see if it comes up quickly. Okay, so there's side effects. I'm not going to show you that because I can get in trouble and everything. Let's see, um, let's see, uh, let's see, I'll go over here to shape-shifting to this, to this category, see what they got here. Um, hold on. Hold on, hold on. I know it's in here somewhere. Ah, there it is called Amanda and Nicole it's called Amanda and Nicole and basically these friends had these powers for quite some time and at the end of it you know at the end of the story um, if you will at the end of the Amanda and Nicole story um, they basically fused together into one they were having fun with the powers and then I think it was Nicole that decided, hey, let's take it a step further, and they became one person. Now, whether or not that 
you know, that uh, situation, you know, stays permanent, you know, it's totally up to them. Or it's totally up to Joe Finn 16, I should say, in what direction they want to go with Amanda and Nicole. You know, but it's the same thing with NanoShift. You know, Jovin 16 never went back to NanoShift for a while because not only did they have other projects, but also the fact that I think, honestly, you know, they were stuck on like, you know, what can I do for, you know, a resolution to this cliffhanger that I have? Because the way NanoShift, you know, recent NanoShift's recent run ended was the main character, Jay, had completely, I guess you could say, lost control, got a little confused. And next thing we know, she's just a puddle of goop on the ground. So we don't know if the next time we see, the next time it resumes the story, that is, of NanoShift, if we'll see her back to normal, time had passed. We don't know if maybe she'll just be in a container where she's floating around. She's still, you know, coherent, but she can't really say anything because, you know, she's just floating around like, let's say, a lava lamp in a, in a tube. We don't know. We don't know, but... Um, but again, I, the reason Jovin 16 never had a chance to really, like, you know, bring it back, you know, quicker is because I think he got stuck on, like, okay, what's the resolution going to be, you know? And hopefully he doesn't get that way with Amanda and Nicole, you know, in the fusion there. Hopefully what happens is, you know, time passes and, you know, the powers have developed so much to where they could separate and come back together whenever they want, you know? Uh but yeah, it's, um, but yeah, again, the common, the common denominator here is all these women, all these women that get these kind of abilities from shape-shifting to invisibility and all that, you know, they just like to have fun. They like having fun. I mean, going back to the Buffy thing, you know, from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you know, she's having fun there and all that. Even when, you know, I think what's his name, Xander, comes to visit, you know, Spike to know about where Buffy's whereabouts, Xander's not even aware that she's there uh, in the bed uh, with Spike. And, you know, Spike's trying to cover up, like, oh, I'm just doing some exercises and everything. And Xander, of course, you'd have to, you know, think, you know, have to really, you know, be, put yourself in his shoes, be like, really exercise in bed while you're naked. You know, while it looks like you're thrusting a woman, but the woman's not there, you know. You know, and she's having fun. Like, when they're talking, Buffy wants to continue, you know, um, getting it on with Spike. You know, she's groping him. You know, she's sucking on his you-know-what, you know, and everything. She's just having fun. She's just letting loose and everything. And again, and it's right after this, as I mentioned earlier, and I mentioned in the previous video audio, that, you know, she is just, you know, she finally just lets me know, hey, I'm free. You know, as long as I'm this way, I'm free to be whatever I want, to do whatever I want, you know, when I want, be whatever I want, kind of deal. And that's pretty, and, you know, you can't argue, you know, with her in that logic. Like, if you could have that ability, even temporarily, to, you know, be, you know, shape, to be invisible and all that, or shapeshift into whatever or who you want, or whatever or whoever you wanted, you know, you would take advantage of it too. You know, you would have fun with it too, because it's like not every day you would get this opportunity. You know, you wouldn't. And you know, honestly, I think it's a, I think it's a scenario. I think you know that's a good. You know, her. I think honestly, her saying that line to me is the best example, the best example 
you know, uh, verbally of why, you know, the female character, again, no offense when I say this, no offense, all due respect, no offense, why the female character always gets cast in that role when these kind of stories come up. I mean, even RoboCop, even the new RoboCop animated series that was out, what, in the mid, uh, mid to the early two, what was it, the late 90s, early 2000s called RoboCop Alpha Commando. There was a villainous character called, um, what's her name, uh, Elsa Lustig. She was kind of like a Russian, uh, a Russian um, uh, spy for, for an organization known as Dark, if you will. And there was an episode called H2OO, and Dark, the Dark organization, had developed a formula that when she doused it on herself, because it got snuck into her, allowed her to turn into water and be one with the water, and basically shapeshift, melt down, and all that. And she had fun with it. I mean, heck, there was a line in the episode where, you know, uh, when she's being told, you know, that, you know, after she says she's the most powerful person in the world, you know, she's told, well, at least you are for another 24 hours, you know, and then she argues, her line is, oh, what does it have to wear off? Could not scientists make it permanent? I'm having so much fun. And that right there, even from an animation standpoint, tells you why, in a way, you know, why these characters, why female characters, live action or animated, movie or television, comic books or whatever, you know, why they get chose to have these powers. Because they they have more fun. They're more relatable to, to have fun and, you know, be creative and be mischievous with these abilities. And, you know, again, you know, going back to what, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Invisible Women on My Love, you know, who, that's the name of the YouTube channel. But going back to what they said, uh, technically, you know, again, they said it's the same reason w- for which invisible men are always seem to be always seem to be seen as crazy psychopath assassins because we think about men as brutal and angry. So what he's saying is that on the opposite end, if you will, on the opposite end, when a male character gets these abilities, shape shifting, invisibility, or whatever, that instead of having fun with it, you know, they'll use it for other means. They'll use it to carry out jobs, you know, or do this or do that, which is not fun, which is not mischievous, which is not, you know, which is not imaginative or creative. It's more like it's for business and that's why I'm going to do it. Or I'm going to use, I'm going to take this power, you know, to get revenge and everything. And that's not the case. Ace, when the women get it, because the, when the women get it in these shows and these movies, animated or live action, it's more about Ooh, how much fun can I have with these? How what kind of mischief what kind of mischief can I get into? You know, what what can I take what can my imagination take me here? How creative can I get? You know, that's their mindset. You know, and again, not only is that their mindset and everything, but that's why they're chosen. I mean, what okay, let me put it to you like this. There, there's an old anime, and even though the female character is an android, if you will, or uh, a cyborg, cyborg, android, whatever, that's uh, there to take care of the main male character, if you will. You know, 
Um, you know, even though she's there to take care of him, you know, he has a remote, like a little cylinder remote, and when he presses it, she turns into different things, but she can also do that on her own. And I think that's called Phoenix 2772, that's the anime. But why do you think they chose her? And of course, this is Japan, so obvious, the answer should be obvious. But still, why do you think they chose her, even if it was American? Because if she can do it on her own, she can be innovative and imaginative, if you know what I mean. You know, she can be. Again, again, I look at the fact. I look at the fact, and I, and I'm, and I stick with this. I've always believed, always believed, that the female character gets these powers. Hold on for a sec. Hold on. Well, like I said, I always have this belief that the female character gets these powers because the more uh, creative, the more innovative, the more imaginative, and the more mischievous. Unlike the men, who could be that way, depending, you know, how the story goes, but most of the time are more like, ooh, how can I use this power of visibility to peep in on the women who in, 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 you know, in, the, in the ladies' locker room? Or how can I use this power of visibility to get even with my enemies? get back at them or carry out my job it's like you know it's like it, the difference is night and day it is I mean even if the man had the power of shape-shifting one of the things as I mentioned about uh, side effects by Joven 16 even if they had the ability to shape-shift from a man to a woman the you know sooner or later the the females are gonna find out who it is and they're gonna be mad and it's going to be like the only reason they turn themselves into a female is to not only know what it's like to be a female, but to also spy on the other females without them possibly being suspicious. So, honestly, you know, honestly, it's, again, it's not, it's not hard to kind of really figure out when you put all the dots and everything together um, for these, uh, you know, for this kind of a scenario. It really isn't. You know, why do you think reports have gone out, even before the writer's strike happened, that, you know, one of the upcoming comedy, female-led comedies being put into works is The Invisible Woman? Why do you think that is? Because they know she could be more, they know that the female lead could be more creative and mischievous with those kind of powers, and they can get more laughs out of it. You know, they can. They can get more laughs out of it why do you think the reports going around of a female-led plastic man movie which could be a plastic woman movie because if they go the plastic woman route it shows that they are more it shows that they see more potential in the female character having these abilities the female character you know the female character having more fun with this and and the audience getting more of a laugh you know, and how, you know, mischievous and creative and imaginative uh, a plastic woman instead of plastic man can be, you know, as the lead in a story. You know, 
So to me, studios out there, movies, television, comic book publishers, you know, they they understand, they see that there's more value in female characters getting the ability to be invisible or shapeshift than there are men. You know, they see that. And they see that not only is there more value in it, but they also see that women could have more fun with it. And that fans, male and female, kids and no, kids and non-kids, are more attractive to that kind of storytelling. And it kind of brings more money in, if you will. But again, I again, it's the difference between the male characters getting it and the and the female characters getting it is night and day. It's night and day. There's there's no denying that whatsoever. And again, Hollywood sees that. Hollywood studios they see that. Whenever this strike is over on both ends of the spectrum, they, you know, these some of these projects that I've mentioned that they're working on will not only get back into the full swing of things. What? Hold on, I'll be right back. Sorry about that. This is, like I said, this is what happens when you live with family, you know what I'm saying? Or with your parents. But what was I? Oh, yeah. Basically, long story short, as I mentioned, you know, this is why, you know, you know, again, as I was saying, you know, you do not think that when these strikes get over in Hollywood, that the first thing that's going to happen is these movies, these, these productions that I talked about will not go into full gear. They will. They will because they're not gonna because they're gonna want to get these out of the way and try to make some massive money off them, you know, before something like the before something like another strike occurs. That's what's gonna happen. So, you know, and again, you know, the reason you know the reason they're going in the direction with you know an invisible woman comedy, as well as a female-led plastic man plastic woman film, is again. They know the value. They see the value in the female gender and the female character having these abilities because they know they can get more laughs out of them than they can with a male, if you will. 
Hold on for a sec. But, but like I say, they can see that. They can see that and they understand it. Same with comic books. You know, same with, you know, the, the people I've mentioned that are, you know, OG, you know, up-and-coming artists themselves, like Trouble TRO, Joven 16, Next Stack, you know, Desi, Dizzy Art, or Arts, you know, you know, and, and so on. They they see the they see the potential. They see that people are more intrigued by the female lead being in these, you know, having these abilities than the male. They see it. They see that people are more intrigued by that because they know that's going to attract the person to watch to watch or read or invest more, because. They might get some silliness out of it. They might get some mischievousness out of it. They might get some naughty fun out of it, if you will. Or so on. They'll get something out of it that they will enjoy. That they will take home and say, yeah, this. Or, you know, they will take home with them or they will remember and say, yeah, I want. And tell themselves, yeah, I want more of this. I want more of this in the near future. And, you know. And if, let's say, the creator sees that, like Trouble TRO sees that, Desi Art sees that, you know, or whoever, they'll say, hey, they want more of this and they want it this, and they want it to go in this direction with the female, not a problem, we'll do that. And that is, that is basically at the end of the day why female characters, female genders always get chosen for the invisibility trope more so than the men. Why do they get chosen more so? You know, this is why they get chosen for the shape-shifting trope more than the men. Because they know... Because they know, basically, people will be more invested. And they know that from, you know, a personality standpoint, people look at the women as being more mischievous, creative, you know, inventive, imaginative, you know, and so on. They see that. Because, the, again, the difference is night and day between the men. Because if men had it, they would see men just using it to be peeping toms. They'd be using it to get even with the enemies, be more brutish, whatever. And that's not appealing. That's not appealing. And they would also look at it like, oh, well, if men get it, it's more of a horror-like perspective storyline, story-wise, than, a, than when a woman gets it. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Eating a pickle. Uh, but anyway. But anyway, they see that. They see that being that night and day. A and everything. And that, again, like I said, they would relate men having these kind of abilities, you know, as being more for horror than a woman. Because woman's more like for the romance. Was more The woman is more like, not saying they couldn't be for horror, but they're more like, rom-com, romantic comedy, or laugh-out-loud comedy, or whatever, you know, and everything, you know, they could see, they see the big difference in what, and what is more appealing in everything, you know, why do you think sometimes when they did do movies like this, like Hollow Man and all that, why do you think it didn't succeed, because even though it was a great concept for a horror film or a sci-fi thriller film, nobody cared, aired because, it was just male character goes insane, goes on murderous rampage. They did not care. They didn't. And 
and honestly, you know, and honestly, when they see, you know, the difference, you know, like when a woman does it, like, you, like, again, you can't tell me that when they did the episode in Buffy for comedic purposes, let's be honest, that's why they did it. They didn't do it because they knew, hey, well, what if Buffy had these powers? Oh, she can have fun with it. She'll have fun with it. Why do you think that's mostly always the thing? The woman has fun with it. Or has comedic tendencies with it. Even if unintentionally. It's because, again, the difference on the mindset is the female is more mischievous, more uh, imaginative, more creative, more, you know, more, you know, more basically, more likely to have fun with it than the male. And that's the truth. I know it's a... I know it's a hard pill to swallow, but it's the truth. It really is. And I think a lot of us just have to, you know, you know, come to come to accept that. As I just checked something here. Hold on, guys. That as well. Okay. Sorry, I just had to check something. Um, but like I said, you know, I, I know it's a hard pill to swallow. It's a hard truth to, to swallow, but it's it's a fact. And again, comic book publishers that do stories like this, they know that. When studios do movies or shows with concepts like this, that you know, you know, concepts like that, you know, they know concepts like this, they do it because they know that's what's more appealing. That's what will attract people more. End of discussion. End of discussion. So. So, anyway, you know that that's how I see it. That's why. What I said in the original video, I believe is fact. You know, you know, asking the question why of why female characters are written to have more fun and be silly when given, you know, these kind of powers is because of the fact that unlike the males, unlike us guys, you know, the women are more imaginative, more mischievous, more creative, more idealistic, and they have more fun with it. That's what they do. You know, that's what they do. Again, you know, the various examples I used, you know, from, you know, a from an OG creative standpoint on DeviantArt and Patreon, you know, those characters created by Trouble TRO, Joven16, Nextat, Mr. Internet Man, Desi Arts, you know, they're written because of the fact that not only do the powers, you know, the powers and abilities, you know, the, the okay, let me, let me, I got distracted, let me mind. What I'm saying is their characters are written not only because their powers are related to the plot of the story, but mainly because they know their characters will have fun with those powers and be mischievous, creative, and imaginative, and all that. That's why they have those powers, you know, instead of the men, you know, instead of male characters. You know, that, that's just a fact of life. That's why Buffy had her moment in her episode. That's why Tana Phillips' character in The Invisible Kid, that you see on the upper right-hand corner in the middle, had her moment, you know, and everything. Invi you know, in the moments Invisible Woman's 1983 and 1984, you know, 1983 film and 1940 film, film, and you know, of course, the moment in Fantasy Island and Sue Storm in Fantastic Four's 2005 film, you know, they they had these moments because they know people get a kick out of them, and it shows that the women will be more mischievous, creative, f and have fun with the situation, and again, that's just a fact. That's just a fact we have to face. So, you know, and it's a reality. It's a reality, if you will. And if you don't believe me, check out what I've talked about for an example, and you'll see exactly, you'll see exactly what I'm saying.
And you'll see that, hey, he's got a point. He's got a point. But let me know what your guys' thoughts are down. Let me know what your guys' thoughts are uh, when you um, when you get an opportunity. Uh, if there's a comment section, go ahead and comment in there and everything. I do apologize for a lot of the interruptions. Again, this is what happens when you do live streams, when you're living with your parents or your family. But uh, guys, check me out over at my Patreon. You also get an audio version of this at my BW Roses. Well, not audio, but audio and video or video mostly at my BW Roses Discussions podcast. That's you know, on Spotify, but other podcasts are affiliates, but mostly on Spotify. It helps me out big time with the ambassador ads. Also, check out my Teespring store and check me out at DeviantArt.com uh, at BVW1979. But guys, until then, I will talk to y'all later. But yeah, let me know what your thoughts are. Let me know if you think I have a, a point. And until then, I am out.